Well, welcome everyone to Ecclesia United. My name is Anthony Richardson. I am the founder and the president of Ecclesia United. I want to thank you so much for joining. Um, if you have not already uh, subscribed to our uh, podcast uh, channel, uh, feel free to do that at this time. I think there is a lot of information here that we're sharing that I think is be very beneficial to you. Um, as you continue to grow in your faith, as we, I should say, continue to grow in our faith, I listen to these podcasts too myself, interestingly enough, um, uh, because I'm learning and growing at the same time as I am uh, attempting to teach uh, what I've learned um, and ascertained um, through my studies and um, relationship with God as he's revealing uh, revelatory information to me. Um, so these aren't just podcasts just for everybody else to consume. They're podcasts for me to consume as well um, because I'm learning as I am going. And so um, I implore you, uh, beseech you, beg you, uh, admonish you to please um, uh, join uh, or subscribe to our channel uh, so that you stay aware uh, of what's going on as we release new information and also so that you can go back through the library uh, at various times uh, and listen to different podcasts. Um, I find myself listening to uh, podcasts that I've heard before. Um, so this isn't designed to be a one time listen to the podcast, check it off your list in your library and then go on with life. But this is designed to be a resource repository of information that you can come back to at different times throughout your life um, to um, uh, to 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 rehash information, uh, to hear it again, receive additional revelation, different perspective. It's almost like looking at a diamond and the many facets of the diamond from many different directions. Uh, the light and the refraction of light that shines through it looks different as you move around the diamond. And so it's the same thing with uh, the word of God. As you move around the word of God, you see different things and different from different perspectives and different vantage points that illuminate uh, and bring additional luminosity to you and your soul and your spirit and your growth uh, as you uh, continue developing uh, as a child of God and as myself, I continue developing as a child of God. So the objective isn't to read through the Bible one time through this year and say that's it. Uh, but the, the objective is to continually read and continually read and while you're reading, praying and before you read, praying and then after you've read, praying, asking for God to give you revelation and insight uh, as you move forward. Um, so um, <clears throat> I wanted to take some time as we move forward in this um, prose, if you will. I wanted to take time. Um, this is something I've I don't know. I, I re there was a young man. There still is a young man. His name is uh, Patrick Winfield. Uh, he's a pastor of a church uh, here in the uh, area where I live, and um, he he began teaching uh, on. I, I forget if it was a midweek service or if it was on a on a uh, Sunday worship service, but he began teaching um, uh, on Hebrew letters. Uh, the, the light or the revelation that is found in Hebrew letters and numbers uh, and kind of walked us through um, the years that the year that we were in and the fact that um, the, the Hebrew calendar, this is to say that the Hebrew calendar doesn't flow like the Gregorian calendar like we in our Western context um, observe today um, with, you know, the year and as as a, as in the year in which I'm re, I'm recording this podcast is the year 2023 from the Gregorian calendar perspective. 
okay um, the Hebrew calendar um, that doesn't uh, uh, doesn't uh, um, count the years like the Gregorian calendar does Gregorian calendar is starting from 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 the transition from BC to AC I'm sorry, BC to AC from BC to AD Again, if you're new to this podcast, this is not scripted, so you're hearing make errors or say things, um, and I'll just correct them and keep on going. Um, because I don't want this to be scripted. I want this to be a flow in which we can allow for the Holy Spirit uh, to teach and to guide us through. Um, so when we talk about the Gregorian calendar, there's a transition from B.C. to A.D., from B.C. to A.D., and so we are in the period of A.D. starting from zero to now um, is a period is the AD period and 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 we are now 2023 years from that transition okay what's different between the Gregorian calendar and the Hebrew calendar is the Hebrew calendar is counting from the days the day of creation in which God created the world and so uh, that that is considered to be from the Hebrew or Jewish perspective 5783 years from that time period of creation okay and so so the other difference is that the Gregorian calendar counts days starting um, at midnight uh, and and then going until midnight um, which which uh, which is a, which is a little different than with the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar counts days from sunset to sunset, uh, and so so it's a little bit different in how the day how the days flow. And so, from a Hebrew or Jewish perspective, and which which actually has to, in which our our Protestant faiths that are now erected in this day of time have have roots and tentacles that reach back into Judaistic. Um, into the Judaistic background, into the Jewish perspective, um, um, uh, because we're reading a Bible that is written to uh, that is that is written regarding, I should say, uh, more aptly, uh, a Jewish context. Old Old Testament uh, has a lot of emphasis on the nation of Israel, and that's that's the Jewish nation. Uh, and then and then so there's a lot of focus on that. So and, and then even in the New Testament and as which is a revelation of what's concealed in the Old Testament comes a deeper understanding uh, uh, of, of what's being of what was concealed in the Old Testament. But that is to say this, that 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 the, that the newer Testament, even though written in Greek, um, is is referring back to Old Testament shadows and types and theology that is rooted there and then bringing that forward. And then what's what was what was what was um, available, uh, what was um, uh, willed, if you will, for the Jews becomes then available to the Gentile, which is how we become a part of the fold of the nation of Israel as believers in Jesus Christ uh, so we're able to to become we are we are engrafted in the scriptures say and we become brother and sister uh, to our Jewish brothers and sisters and we become heirs uh, as well as they um, in which we all united in as one uh, which really orig which brings us back to the original connection of unity um, and togetherness as we found in the book of Genesis in the very beginning. 
because there was no distinction. Um, okay, so um, so all of that is to say um, that as as we as we as we think about um, as we look at the contrasting differences between the Gregorian calendar and the Hebrew calendar, um, one of the things to also note is that um, that when when it comes to the Hebrew calendar. Um, the new year in the Hebrew calendar doesn't begin with January the first. Okay, so that's 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 a revelatory uh, insight that 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 contrasts and and differs the Hebrew calendar from the Gregorian calendar because since we since we have recently this day is January the second. Uh, just so you have reference there when this podcast is being recorded. Um, we, 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 from, from a Hebrew perspective, um, you, you are already in the new year because the new year from the Hebrew perspective or from the Hebrew calendar, uh, began at Rosh Hashanah, which, that, which, which is, which is Hebrew, which means head of the year. So the head of the year, according to the, according to the Jewish or the Hebrew calendar was Sunday, September the 25th of 2022. Okay. So, so if, if, if you were waiting on the transition of the year to be at January 1, then you were already a quarter behind the Hebrew calendar and the lunar cycles of the days. Um, you're already a quarter behind that. Okay. So, so, so th- there's a different, there's a different perspective and there's, and there's something very important, I think, um, that, that really I was exposed to the, the teachings that, that Patrick Winfield taught, um, uh, which exposed me. I'm very inquisitive and, and naturally as a person, I'm always looking for information, understanding the why and the how and the what and all those different aspects. I'm very, I, I ask a lot of questions. I study a lot. I read a lot. And so... Um, understanding when I was exposed to this teaching some years back, it got me to thinking. And then there was resources that uh, that Patrick Winfield um, uh, uh, pointed me towards. And then I started consuming those resources. One of those resources is a book called Letters of Light. Uh, you can look that up in your Amazon Kindle uh, store, Letters of Light. Uh, look that up in the, in the Kindle bookstore and download that. Purchase it and download that because it'll give you insight into the, the, the letters, the Hebrew letters and the numbers, um, because it, 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 with, with each Hebrew letter, there is a numerical value that is ascribed to that, to that letter. And then it's, and then infused in the letters and the numbers is meaning and energy, uh, from, from a Hebrew perspective. And so it's not just letters and numbers, but they have meaning, they have energy, they have spiritual significance and impact and insight that's inside of the letters that you have to unpack. And it takes the, it takes the spirit of God, uh, by way of his Holy Spirit to guide us through the numbers and the letters to extract out the truths and the and of the, the times and the seasons in which we're living, so that we can govern our lives accordingly. So, so at the top of a at the top of a Gregorian calendar, people make people make uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, 
Uh, but at the top of a of a Hebrew calendar, people people enter into the head of the year with an understanding of the seasons and the times. And the, with this understanding of the seasons and the time, they govern their lives differently. Now, I want to I want to speak about that, about the seasons and times before we kind of go deeper into that. Uh, uh, and specifically, I'm going to talk about seasons versus resolutions. So in the Gregorian calendar context, Western context uh, is this is this context of uh, of, of of a resolution, uh, a New Year's resolution, um, which to me connotes that um, uh, that it, it gives this similitude that in, in individuals have the ability to simply uh, just resolve to change, and and so I want to I want to explain that because uh, because you would probably say well they do have the ability to resolve the change, and, and that is very true. I agree they do have the ability. We do have the ability to resolve and change, but there's a subtle difference in between uh, um, in, in the spirit of a resolution. Um, um, versus versus the context of seasons, which is a context, which is a concept, I should say, of Hebrew and Jewish thought. Seasons is a concept of Hebrew and Jewish thought, whereas resolutions is a context of Western context. It was a concept of Western context and and um, uh, Gregorian calendars uh, and things of that nature. So when when we say resolution. The, with the fact that that a person couldn't resolve to change uh, also connotes that they they had they they believe that they that they have the time to resolve to to wait until that they have the time to wait until a specific point to then make the resolution. Okay, uh, and so and so you'll see, especially this is this is this. I saw some commercials this year uh, leading up to the new year, which was very funny to me. Uh, it was talking about, you know, it wasn't a commercial. It was actually someone was talking about uh, how they would be irritated uh, by uh, the fact that at the beginning of the year, a lot of people start start new workouts and the gyms are full and there's no place for them to get in to get to get in to get onto the elliptical machine because now at the beginning of the year uh from from the gregorian calendar perspective everybody has resolved to losing weight and working out more and now that irritates the people who are consistently in the gym all the time not waiting until the start of the year to then start a fresh and new um, uh, uh, now they're in the way of the people who are traditionally there all the time, and now they can't get onto the elliptical machine or get onto the treadmill or get onto you know the into the into the weight bench or whatnot. Uh, and so it was just kind of a, it was kind of funny for them for them to kind of talk through that uh, because it kind of it kind of goes back to my point about the fact that. Uh, an individual would wait until January the first to then make the resolution to change, and 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 to then and then to become and then to evolve or whatever or whatever the the resolution is standing towards. And so what what we're what we're challenging you in with in in, in the in this particular um, uh, in, uh, podcast installment that you're listening to right now is that. Uh, is that th- is that this resolution uh, uh, that that is made at the top of the year uh, from a Gregorian calendar perspective uh, connotes uh, or keeps people in the cycle of thinking that 
at any uh, that I can just resolve to change at a specific point. And so that that also speaks to a waiting and a and a and a lingering and a and I'm going to I'm going to pause until and which which is quite opposite of the understanding of seasons from a Hebrew perspective, because the one you what you understand about seasons is that seasons are only there for a specific time and the season won't wait for you to make a resolution or a resolve to change at a particular point. The season is just going to evolve and it's just going to keep moving and it's going to keep going as as the seasons and the lunar cycles are set. Those things are set in motion. Those things are moving and, and the sun is going to rise. The sun is going to set and it's going to rise and it's going to set and it's going to rise and you and you don't have any control of that. So the so the spirit of a resolution that make, makes one think that they have the control to be able to just resolve at a specific time and then make the change where versus a season which you don't have control. You don't have control. The season is already set to a cadence and a rhythm that is beyond your control. It's set to a cadence and a rhythm that God has set into place. And so in order for you, in order for you to adapt and to move and to live in the times and the seasons, you have to take your focus off of what you can control and put your focus on the things that God controls and look to him for understanding and for strength and for insight and for movement and to how to do things and to when to do things because there's a time and a season according to the book of Ecclesiastes in which all things are to be done. Okay, so 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 from a Hebrew perspective, it shifts the thought process. It shifts the mindset of the person and the believer to say, well, I don't have the ability to just resolve on January 1 and then just make my change then. I don't have the time to wait until January 1 to then make my resolution and then change then. I need to be cognizant of and in the flow of the Spirit of God and moving with him in times and in seasons that's it made me it made me think about the children of Israel as they were moving as they were been released from the from from Egyptian bondage God brings them into the wilderness and 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 their guiding through the wilderness was guided by God they didn't have the ability to just move when they wanted to move because they had to wait on the pillar of fire by night or the cloud by day to move which was then an indicator to them to move because because of the extreme conditions in the wilderness of the vast temperature shifts you could burn up in the day because it was so hot so if it wasn't the cloud of covering of God to cover them and to keep them from burning up in the wilderness they would have got they could have gotten too hot and, and, and burned up or because of the extreme shift in the cool at night it could have been too cold for them so if it wasn't for the pillar of fire being there with them they wouldn't be warmed to be able to uh, withstand the night seasons, uh, and so and so and so as they traverse through the wilderness, the Bible talks about how the cloud, of they the cloud of the cloud and the fire would move. And as the cloud and the fire moved, the children of Israel moved. That was outside of their control. They didn't control the cloud nor the fire. 
only God controlled that. So, so they had to then become, they had to humble themselves up under the seasons and the times of God to look to him for direction and movement and to know when to move and when not to move, when to go and when not to go, when to stand still and when to progress forward. So this concept of resolution versus season uh, <clears throat> gets juxtaposed against each other as we look at this um, as we look at this at this at this Hebrew calendar and look at the the numbers of the Hebrew year five seven eight three in which we're in because it, because we get a deeper understanding that we don't control the seasons we don't control the time we have to move when the, as the seasons present themselves to us one of the other things to note about seasons is the fact that as seasons as seasons there's a there's a time and there's a place i talked about this in ecclesiastes kind of referenced it a little bit earlier there's a time and a season a time and a place and a time and a season for all things uh, uh ecclesiastes would talk about let's let's turn to that let's turn let's turn to that ecclesiastes uh chapter i want to say chapter one let's look and see if it's there uh, in chapter one, I feel like it's chapter two um, where this kind of comes to fruition. Uh, yeah, I think it is in chapter two. Um, uh, let me look here. Um, uh, and, and again, this is unscripted. So you, you hear me searching through my Bible. It's actually chapter three. Uh, chapter three. Sorry about that. So chapter three uh, is where this comes into play. Ecclesiastes chapter three, a time for everything. The header of the Bible says. Uh, and so verse one says to everything, there is a season and to every purpose and, and, and a time to every purpose under heaven. Verse one says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a, and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. And so it, it goes through all of that. Uh, that's verses one through eight in Ecclesiastes three, just pointing to the fact that there's times and there's seasons for things to take place. So there isn't, there isn't time to wait for a specific date on the calendar to make a resolution and then make the change, which 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 is what a resolution in my in my estimation uh, um, uh, alludes to. But rather, there's times and seasons, and we have to be cognizant and aware of the times and the seasons. And so that's why the studying. And when I was in, in, when I was uh, exposed to this studying of the Hebrew letters and the Hebrew numbers and the Hebrew years and the Hebrew calendar, why that was so profound. Empowering to me because it connoted that there's times and seasons, and then those times and seasons are governing our actions and what we should be doing and how we should be focusing. Uh, and so I thought it appropriate, and, and actually I didn't think it appropriate. I was just about to say I thought it appropriate to release this particular. Um, um, 
teaching on um, the Hebrew letters and the Hebrew numbers and the Hebrew years at this time at the start of the Gregorian calendar, I didn't think it was appropriate to think of that. What what I had been studying this, but I hadn't had the I hadn't had up until right now the I guess the release, if you will. Um, to release it now, or maybe, or maybe even so, maybe I was waiting too long. Uh, this is why I was saying earlier that when it comes to these podcasts, these things are, these things are for me as well. So it's teaching me as I'm going along that you don't have time to wait. You have to release things in the times and seasons and, 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 and you don't have time to wait until a specific time. You have to go as you, as you're inspired to go because that ins- inspiration, those positive inspirations that God is giving is inspiration that's connoting the time and the season that you're in. It's dictating movement. Is dictating direction. Is direct. Is dictating sequence and order and progression. And so we have to move when God says move. Uh, and then God, but uh, uh, and, and so that that's what I that's what I wanted to say on that. And so and so at at this time right now we're releasing this, which is actually at uh, actually a quarter into the Hebrew calendar. Um, but at, at as but as I look at this, uh, it's 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 uh, I think. Um, I think it's cool uh, to have this teaching come out now and coincide with the start of the new Gregorian calendar um, because um, it, because it's going to shift our minds, I think, around the fact that we don't have the time and, and, and we don't have time like you think we have time. We need to be moving as God is saying move and, and we don't control the seasons. We don't control. We don't have that. We don't have the ability. To, we don't have the time to wait until specific a specific time of year to do something. We need to move as God has given us impressions to move. Okay. So, um, as, as we study through, we're going to go through each one of the numbers. So the year that we're in right now, according to the Hebrew calendar is the year five, seven, eight, three. And so again, with every number, there's a Hebrew letter that, that is connected to that number. Uh, and so we're going to walk through the Hebrew letters and the Hebrew numbers that are associated with the, with the numbers five, seven, eight, three, which connotes the year or denotes the year, um, that we're in, uh, according to the Hebrew calendar. And then we're going to move, we're going to move, uh, forward from there. And so uh, one of the things um, uh, it may be I, I just recently got some uh, I thought these were super helpful and maybe we'll start recording some videos to go with these podcasts so you can kind of see what I'm seeing. But I bought some uh, recently bought some uh, Hebrew flashcards so we can kind of see the letters uh, and the numbers and kind of see the construction of them. And so I kind of have them sitting here as I'm kind of talking through this. Uh, and so, um, again, with every Hebrew number, or with every with every number, there's a Hebrew letter. I should say the, the other way around. With every Hebrew letter, there is a, there is a number. OK, so there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, and so uh, and, and so with every letter, there's a number ascribed to it. And so uh, so the year that we're in, as we walk down through this, and we'll do a podcast recording for each one of these. Um, the year that we're in is five, seven, eight, three. OK, so five, seven, eight, three. So if we take the five uh, that's in the five, seven, eight, three and we ascribe the Hebrew letter, or we look up the Hebrew letter. It's the Hebrew letter. Hey, OK. Um, and so the, the so that the Hebrew letter hey uh, is the number that that is the letter is the letter that is associated with the number or the numerical value of five. 
Okay, uh, and so now with that, and from Hebrew thought and Hebrew tradition, Hebrew in this Hebrew understanding of time, uh, in times and seasons, uh, it then gives us the ability as we study through the the number um, and the letter, the number five and the letter hey, as we study through that, we get uh, we get revelatory information about the meaning uh, or one aspect of of uh, consideration to. Think and to center your year around uh, as we as we're in this time and in this season, which God has given us in the year five, seven, eight, three. And so thank God for uh, the ability to see this and be here in this time and in this season um, um, and, uh, and, to, and to partake and to move and to advance his kingdom in this time and in this season. Because that's what that's what that's what our purpose is. Our purpose is to expand his kingdom. And to continue to subdue and have dominion and to and to grow and to expand his kingdom. Subduing is a word. This is back in Genesis uh, chapter one, verse 26. Our, we are to we are to subdue and we are to have dominion. OK, subduing is a word that speaks to advancement, overtaking. So that means we have to progress forward. We have to progress forward like a king would do in a kingdom because the glory of a king is the king's king's domain, the kingdom, the king's domain. And so that which the king subdues and takes over what we have to do and what our purpose is as believers in Jesus Christ is that we are to go forward in the natural world and subdue it, infuse it with the spiritual world and to advance God's kingdom in the natural world. Okay, so we we are to be making his name great and to glorify him and expanding his concepts, his way of life, his way of thinking, his way of acting, his integrity, everything about God, infusing that in the natural world and expanding and subduing and taking over that which is in the natural world that wants to take over, that wants to take over and thwart the things of God. What we're positioned to do is to advance the things of God in which we have the higher authority, the higher, the higher power, the higher uh, uh, legal precedence and the technical ability to do that with God's word. So as we understand um, uh, the, the, the times and the seasons we're in, that gives us the, the, the revelatory information to govern our lives in a specific way. Uh, and so uh, so as we look at this number five uh, and the letter, hey, uh, we, we're understanding a theme. There's a theme that comes out of this. And that was what I want to walk through now is what is the theme uh, in this one aspect of or, or one portion of the theme that is connected with the year five, seven, eight, three. And um, let's go a little bit deeper into that. So one of the major themes for this year, five, seven, eight, three is is uh, disturbances yielding attention. OK, Um there's there's there there's disturbances that come and those disturbances are designed for us to put our attention on God. OK, um, as we see the different things that are going on, the different wars and the different things that creates that cre the different the, the, the instability um, that we see in the world. Those are disturbances and those disturbances cause for people to become very anxious. Uh, and very anxious, nervous, scared, what have you, however you want to describe that. But the, the objective of the disturbances and, and these disruptions is to get people to yield their attention to God. 
God is saying to us, behold, I need for you to look my way. Whereas, whereas the general cadence of the world and the world system is to look at the world's way of doing things and operating itself in accordance with the worldly context and concepts and precepts moving as the world feels that the world needs to move in the way that the world feels that it needs to uh, to behave uh, and things of the world and over the over the over uh, focus on materialism and acquisition uh, and obtaining and striving uh, and those different things like that that's uh, um, those different elements those different elements of the um, of of of, uh, of thought uh, is yielding for people to take their attention off of God to then look on to then look and and into and, and the tension in the world and thinking that they have control and they can they can dictate their future and then they can guide themselves in the way that they want to go and leave God out engineer God out of life and to, and, and to separate God and so and, and so separate God from the world and so it's it's a it's a very I think it's a later uh, in my notes I think there's a later um, reference that I'll make to that to make to this which is a, what, what I'm about to say there's a later reference that I'll make to this that I'm about to say which is uh, the, the world the world perspective separates church and state the world perspective separates god from the natural world uh and and relegates god to only a specific day of the week and that's an error because there wouldn't be this natural world if it wasn't for god uh, and it wouldn't be the sustaining of this if it wasn't for god sustaining it and so god is indeed infused in every single aspect of our lives and he should be and in the disturbances that come are designed to yield the attention to get people to yield their attention to the fact that we have what we have because of God. We're sustained the way we're sustained because of God. We're protected because the way we're protected because of God. We're not consumed the way we should be consumed because of God. It it causes for one to take their attention off the uh, off of off of them thinking that they control and they make their destiny. They make their way to then turning their attention to God. And God is saying. I'm sending these disturbances. I'm sending these things to shake up the world, to get you to humble yourself and behold and look my way. Because all these things are designed uh, uh, for, for you to get you to look up, to get us to look up. Uh, now, I, I want to walk through a few things in the, in the Bible that kind of that kind of talks about this concept of looking up. Uh, the, the cockatrices that were biting the heels and the ankles of the Israelites as they were walking through the desert, through the desert, was the was designed to get them to look up. Uh, and 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 and, the, and what was happening in this in this particular context, what I just referenced, the cockatrices biting the children of Israel upon their heels, was the fact that. As they're traversing through the wilderness, they were being bitten, and they were being bitten by the cockatrices, and it was and it was causing for them to become sick. It was causing for the children of Israel to become sick because they were being bitten around the ankles by the cockatrices, and the venom of them was was invading into the bodies of the people, and they were becoming sick. 
And I think about that from this context and this time that we're in right now and, and the level of sickness that is in the world and the fact that, that there's so many people sick. There's so many different diseases that are that are rampant and are running across the world. And, and, and I think that is because the cockatrices are biting the people around their ankles and and. And the people and the people are becoming sick. Now, the remedy to the sickness, the remedy to the sickness was to get the people to look up. So in the book, in, the, in, in, in this reference to the cockatrices biting the children of Israel around the ankles of around their ankles, which is in turn turning them sick, getting it was causing for them to be sick. The remedy to that was what Moses, what God told Moses to do was to take a brazen serpent and put it upon the stick. And, and, and take take the brass beat into the shape of a, of a serpent and put it upon the stick and take and then raise the stick up into the air and and then and then and then, and then cause for the people to look up and as they looked up upon the serpent that was lifted up uh, because that that which was biting them uh, is what was beaten. It was beat. It was it was it was it was the bronze that was beaten into the shape of a serpent and then put upon a stick and then lifted up. And the scriptures say, as the people looked upon the brazen serpent that was lifted up, they were healed. And so 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 that the remedy to the sickness was to look up to the brazen serpent who 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 upon with them looking up. They were then healed as a result of that. That act of obedience to look up causes for them to receive the healing. Now, what's significant about this is this about that brazen serpent being lifted up is and when we look at when we look at Jesus in the New Testament being put upon the stick or the cross or the wood or the cross or the stick or the cross or the wood or the cross. Jesus being put upon the stick or the cross or the wood or the cross was then, was then lifted up. And him being lifted up and crucified on the cross causes for there to be a healing to come across the world that that would that and to make itself available to the people because he was lifted up. And as we looked up upon him and we looked and turned our gaze to him and we fixed our minds on him and we put our belief in him, looking up to him, looking up to the heels on which cometh our help, knowing our help comes from God, we are thereby saved as a result of that and so that that salvation renders a healing in us uh, uh, because the, because sin brought forth the, the brought forth brought forth sickness into the world and and as a result of God being lifted up Jesus being lifted up upon the cross and dying for our sins all that sin and all that sickness was imputed upon him the scripture says he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was put upon him uh, and by his stripes we are healed and so he took upon his body through the stripes and through the whipping and uh, on the whipping post he took upon us all the sickness and disease in his own physical body and then was lifted up upon the cross and then as he was lifted up upon the cross his what he his act of being lifted up upon that cross and dying for us and the sins, our sins being imputed, being imputed upon him and him dying for us renders to us the healing that he that he appropriated, uh, that he garnered, that he gained for us and then distributed back to us as we put our faith in him. 
Okay, so these cockatrices biting the, biting the heels and the ankles of the Israelites in the desert in the desert was designed to get the people to look up and to pay attention to God. The next thing we'll move on move forward to is Peter walking upon water. Uh, 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 was designed to keep Peter looking up. Peter, as long as Peter was looking up unto Jesus, and he was looking to Jesus, he saw what he thought was a ghost upon the water. But didn't he? And then he said, Jesus, he said, Jesus, if that's you, bid me to come. And Jesus tells him to come. And so Peter gets out of the boat and begins walking on water. And as long as his gaze was fixed upon Jesus, he didn't sink. But when he began to look down at his environment and the different things that were around him, that's when he sank. And so the Peter walking upon water, uh, uh, what, what enabled him to be able to do these supernat that supernatural feat was the looking unto Jesus who's the author and the finisher of his faith. And that's for us to do is to, is to look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our, of our faith. And as we look unto him, we are enabled to do supernatural things in this natural world. Those things which seem to not be seemingly not be able to be done. We are able to do it because we're looking at Jesus, who is the enabler of us and cause for these things, um, uh, to be in us for these things to be done. Uh, another thing in my notes is, and I, know I just referenced it earlier, earlier, is Jesus being lifted up upon the cross was designed to get the people to look up. Jesus, then that next thing I'll talk about is Jesus ascending to heaven was to get the people to look up because in like manner, we are told in the book of Acts that in like manner, this one that is this, this one that we see ascending up into heaven is going to, it is going to return in like manner. And so this, 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 this continues that that leaving of of the of the of the the start of of the of the church if you will in acts 2 uh, uh, or acts 1 leaving them in that state in which they see Christ ascend keeps them with their eyes fixed and what it should result in is the eyes of the church and the eyes of the people to continue to look up because they're looking up to Jesus from which their help comes, which, which our help comes. We're looking up to him who's the author and the finisher of our faith. We're looking to the heels. We're looking to God because he is our strength. He is our sustenance. He is our way. He is the truth. He is the life. We're looking unto him uh, for guidance and for daily protection and, and, and for provision. And so, and so in like manner, we are to continually keep our gaze looking up to him. Uh, as we can operate in our world, in, in this natural world, our thought process and the way that we think and the way that we focus should be looking up unto him. Uh, and so that's what that's what this year is uh, has 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 a perspective of the everyday posture of the believer is to be looking up uh, is to and, and then God has set us up. Set us on a hill up above our enemies. Uh, we, we're not to look down at what's around us, but we're to keep looking up to him. OK, so as as we're looking up, uh, we 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 are in the position to do the things and to 
focus on God and to receive the revelatory information and the direction and the movement and our cadence and, and what we should be doing and how we should be doing because our attention is fixed on him and not on things in the world, not fixed on acquisition and attainment, uh, but we're fixed on looking to him who's given us the caves of advancement and subduing and have dominion and doing those things which he's calling for us to do uh, in this in this world, in this time, and in this season, okay? Uh, so th now the next thing or what I want to uh, talk about is that in this, in this season, um, there requires for there to be um, a plowing. Uh, there requires for us to be a plowing. Then it requires for us to be the sowing of his word across this land. And so we have to be in the mindset as we're, as we're doing God's work, as we're putting our hand to the plow and not looking back, but we're looking forward forward to progress in the things of God uh, because as the scriptures say him that's looking bad it's not fit uh, to be able to do the, the will of God so we have to put our hand to the plow and we have to look forward and we have to continue to advance and, and so which requires for us in this season a time to plow and to break up ground uh, and then as we break up ground we're also to be sowing uh, because because we're readying the field for the rain of God that's going to produce the increase in the land, and so we have to be this 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 context of this this concept I should say of plowing is us going out and breaking up ground, breaking up and speaking uh, 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 um, and, and speaking God's word, and that and that word uh, is then being sealed, sown into the field, but us also traversing out. Uh, and breaking up ground and connecting with people and 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 having relationships with people is is then designed to for us to to uh, uh, to introduce the grace of God to people, which then breaks up the fallow ground or breaks up <coughs> the hard ground of their hearts, which then allows for the seed of God's word to be sown, and that's readying the people for the reign of God. That's going to bring forth the, the fruit and the harvest that's going to produce increase into their lives. So all that is to talk about evangelistic efforts and going out and being connected to people and have building relationships and doing those different things. Uh, those that's that's an element of this year as we plow and as we move forward, because those are the things of God. And so being about our father's business and which being about our father's business is advancing his kingdom and subduing and overcoming territory that the enemy has has taken hold of that's people who are not in the fold those are people who have not given their lives to jesus christ we have the responsibility to go and subdue that subdue them and to and 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 to introduce them to god and so through our way of living and through our way of looking up to god looking on to jesus who's the author and finisher of our faith is an element of us actually breaking up the ground and plowing in this season and then sowing in this season as well which is readying the field and preparing for the reign of god which is going to produce the increase the next thing I want to talk about is the construction of the letter Hay. Uh, and so you don't see this, but I'm looking at this, the construction of the letter Hay. It has this, this, has this, uh, has this horizontal component and this vertical component and then this detached component. 
so if you look up the letter hey when you're looking you'll see that there's a bar across the top there's a horizontal component and then there's a bar that goes down that connects to the horizontal component that's a vertical component and those things uh, those this and, and then there's a detached component and each one of those elements has a specific meaning so uh, and a specific reference and so when we look at the construction of the letter hey the letter hey is is made up of two other Hebrew letters uh, and those two Hebrew letters is the letter Dalet and then the letter Ud okay so the letter Dalet is the letter that makes up that horizontal and that vertical component of the letter hey when you look at that and so um, uh, this is a representation of uh, the physical world uh, the horizontal bar and the vertical bar that that is a representation of the of the physical world okay um, it is also <clears throat> it is also a reference to the lifting up of who God is and so making God known worshiping God is appropriate uh, focusing on him is appropriate and that's what we are to be doing and so again back to the original we kind of started out with the disturbances of the design to get us to look up to look up unto God, to acknowledge who he is and to worship him and to praise him and to and to consider him and to think about him and to thank him and to give him the glory for all the things that we have. And so this construction uh, of the of the of the of the Hebrew letter hey with the letter with the letter Dalit uh, is 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 a is a representation of the physical world, the horizontal and the vertical bar lifting up God and looking up to him and to focusing on him. Uh, and so that's that's one that's one aspect of this Hebrew letter. The other aspect of this Hebrew letter is the letter U. Uh, is the letter U. The other portion that makes up the Hebrew letter He uh, is the detached component, which is the letter U. Uh, and the letter U uh, is is a letter that represents unity uh, and togetherness. Uh, uh, it made me think of Psalms 133, which starts out in verse one, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Okay. Uh, it is like the oil that is poured upon the head, even the head of Aaron that went down to his beard and then down to his skirt. Uh, as the dew descending upon Mount Hermon is, it talks about, and it keeps going on in Psalms 133. Let's read it, because I, I think it's, it's, I think it's uh, appropriate to read this at the time, so we can kind of see this, um, see what's going on here, because in unity, it ends, it ends in, uh, it ends this particular uh, uh, chapter uh, in the Bible, Psalms 133, uh, with uh, God commanding the blessing. So uh, Psalms 133 chapter, uh, Psalms chapter 133 verses 1 through 3. There's only three verses in this chapter. So this is how they read. The heading, the heading of this particular chapter in the King James Version says the excellency of brotherly unity. Uh, a philo. Uh, this where Philadelphia comes from, the city of brotherly love. That philo uh, uh, is the love that's uh, that is here. Uh, uh, it's a brotherly love, and so and so so Psalms one thirty three reads like this: um, verse one, a song of degrees of David. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Verse two, it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. Verse 3, as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. So in unity, God has commanded the blessing of life forevermore. 
Uh, and so there's a focus on this season of togetherness and unity because in that togetherness and unity breeds life and connection uh, and, and illumination. Uh, and, and so, and, and so uh, uh, that, that's an aspect of this year is focusing on unity and togetherness. It's, uh, I've been talking to my family and to others about uh, there, there's no revival in the land. There's no sense of, there's no revival and there's no spiritual awakening. There's no... Uh, there's no uh, illumination and, re- and 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 glorification uh, of, of God in the land uh, the way it should be if there's not a focus on togetherness and unity uh, because because in Christ in God in in creation we are all one we came from Adam we came from Adam and 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 and, and we continue that the world was expanded through the unity of Adam and Eve and then the, and that brute that recreation process is a continual uh, expansion is a continual uh, building of the, of the, of the human race uh, and so we all are one having been having come from Adam being in the loins of Adam uh, 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 we are we come from him and so we're all united and together despite the differences in skin t- and skin tones and textures of hair and dialects and language uh, and cultures uh, and families and all those different things uh, uh, who our mom and who our dad is despite all those differences there we are all united as one uh, okay and so this this year uh, this year of five seven eight three has a focus that speaks about unity and togetherness uh, and being connected uh, uh, because it, it because it's it's necessary for us what's also also relevant about this letter ood is that it's it that it's uh, this numerical value is 10 uh, and so um, uh, and from a G- Jewish and Hebrew perspective the gathering of 10 uh, is 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 connotes the, a, a gathering in which uh, in which the in which the fire of God appears uh, in which in which the in which the the hand of God shows itself mightily uh, and Hebrew, Hebrew thought talks about this uh, in in this gathering of ten being a significant a significant uh, gathering because it's believed that the presence of God shows itself mightily in a gathering of ten and so it, it it's a uh, uh, what the point the point being made here is that unity and togetherness it develops or produces uh, a fire it produces uh, produces uh, a, a unity in which a com- the commanded blessing of God uh, is imputed which enables for people and for life to continue to move forward and to sustain and to go forward and to advance and so there is a very heavy focus on unity and togetherness uh, in this season uh, as well and then now now what's also to note is that this letter Ood and the letter Dalit these two letters make up the letter hey and so the if it in, in which ood is also representation of of god and the hand of god and and as well uh, that's another aspect of it Ud represents then the spiritual 
the letter U then re represents the spiritual. So if you take the spiritual, the letter U, and you combine it with the Dalit, which represents the physical world, you get the letter Hey. This is also saying that there has to be a, a, unif a uniting of the physical world and the spiritual world in order for the letter Hey to be constructed. Okay, that is to say what I was talking about earlier, which I was alluding to earlier, there can't be the concept of a separation of church and state is not a godly concept that because because the way the way it should be is that there should be a, a infusing of the spiritual world with the natural world in order for the natural world to then be able to advance and to go forward and produce the things that it should be producing. So all that we're seeing produced right now, the toil and the havoc and the issues and the challenges is a result of a separation of church and state, a separation uh, where the world tends to want to wants to separate from God and do things on its own. And God is saying, you need me and I need to be infused in the world so that I can advance my agenda and my will in the natural world. And so I'm sending these disturbances to disturb you, to get you to look up and to acknowledge the fact that you need me and I need to be in this world world and you need to bring me bring me and make room for me in this world and not try to do things on your own and so and so we don't have the letter hey without the without the without the connecting of the physical world and the spiritual world which then produces the letter hey and so we have to we have to then have this connection of this physical and spiritual world and that connection of the spiritual and the physical world brings about the full integrity between our thoughts and our speech and our action uh, because one because the other thing I didn't mention is is that is that that top line uh, uh, the top line uh, of the letter hey represents thought which 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 uh, in which in which the thought in a Hebrew concept and thought is this Hebrew concept of equality and equalness and togetherness and that everyone is equal. Uh, so that top line of thought represents equality. That's that's a that's a God thought. That's e equality. So this so this so this so this concept of separate but equal uh, in, in the, in the land that is proliferating in the land, uh, uh, even today, it may not manifest or may not be said in those words, but the, this, the segregation and the, and the lack of coming together, this separation of people, uh, is, 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 is connected with that separate but equal concept. It's connected with this separation and this, and this, uh, and this concept of big eyes and little U's uh, and and this concept of hierarchy and and one being greater and uh, or one being or one being better than uh, those different elements like that are infused in that. Uh, and so and so and so th this this is a, this the letter the top line uh, uh, of the letter hey uh, resets the mind of the people around the thought of equality and seeing everyone as equal and the vertical line that's connected makes up the that, that's a part of the letter Dalit that makes up the letter hey the vertical line represents speech 
and, and kingly decrees. And so in this season, we must exercise in this season uh, our, our the, the power that we have in our speech as believers to then decree the word of God. Uh, and so we don't have to be consumed with what's taking place and what we see that's that's out of place, but rather we can turn to or look up to the word and look into the word of God and and in it, in our studying and in our extraction in the word of God we can extract out God's will and then in this natural physical world infusing the spiritual world with the natural world we can take the spiritual context and the power in the spirit in the spirit and this power in the word and and speak that in the natural world as a decree and decreeing that across the land and then imputing God's will into the earth by then focusing on those things in which God is saying and decreeing those things into the world this is why it's important for us to be looking up unto Jesus and not looking down into what's going on in the world because as we look up to Jesus Jesus is bringing to our remembrance his word and as and, and looking up to Jesus is also is also an aspect of diving deeper into his word and reading his word and consuming his word and getting his word in your spirit and in your life and in your heart and in your mind, binding them upon upon the tables of your heart, keeping them as the frontness between thine eyes. Uh, and th- that, that, that is what God is wanting us to do. Look up to him. Quit looking down to worldly resources and information in this world. And people guiding you in this world, spiritual mediums in this world, guiding to try to give people, people are seeking out understanding of what to do next and looking to psychics and looking to spiritual mediums and consulting the dead and all kind of different things uh, in order to try to figure out what to do because there's so much that is going on that has them nervous and has them scared and has them off kilter and confused that God is saying, if you just look up to me and look into me, look into my word turn yourself to me turn yourself to who I am and because I'm the one that sustains and keeps and protects and provides uh, I will give you what you need through the provision of my word for you to be able to sustain in this life and then to be able to overcome the things in the world that are attempting to overcome you and so so through the through the kingly decrees, we have the ability uh, to to represent uh, uh, or to speak kingly decrees by way of God's word and not just any decree, but looking into his word and extracting out his will from his word and then speaking his will into the earth by the decree of our mouths into this natural world, because he has given us as believers in him dominion and sub- to subdue. It's given us the edict to subdue and have dominion in the world. And that dominion is exercised by us and uh, uh, decreeing, de- decreeing the word, his word out of our mouths in this natural world. And that is an infusion of the spiritual world and the natural world together uh, in order to uh, in order to uh, bring about uh, the change that we want to see. OK. Uh, so that's the aspect of the vertical line, which represents our speech or kingly decrees. The top line represents our thought and 
and the thought uh, and the and the and the concept of equality and seeing everyone as equal the 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 horizontal line laying on an even plane there's no elevation of one side of the horizontal line uh, lest it seeks to, it, it, uh, lest it ceases to be horizontal because it's not laid in the in the way that it should be laying it should go from left to right right to left everything on the same plane and so the, the top line is a line that speaks to equality and it speaks to that particular thought and that's that's infused into the thought process of people is that we're all equal okay uh, and so and so that's the top line of thought and then the vertical line represents the speech and the kingly decrees and then that detached letter the ood represents action uh, it's signifying the action that is necessary that is necessary to infuse together the, the, to, to, to infuse together all the elements of the letter hey so the dalit and the ood being infused together which then makes the letter hey uh, uh, it represent the U represents that action uh, that that we that we need to take to unify to connect the natural with the physical world uh, and, and bringing those things together and so uh, that's something uh, that's something that uh, that 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 we that we need to be reminded of uh, as we as we move forward in in this year um, that we that we don't have to be uh, immersed in the challenges but we rather can pray regarding a challenge and see it change we have the power to speak things and to change the situation with the keys of the kingdom we have the ability to bind and then loose uh, in, in alignment with God's word. So it's, so it's important for us to be, I talked about this earlier, for us to be very familiar with the word of God uh, as, it, as it contains the verbiage that empowers our decrees um, because we have to decree what the word of God says. So we have to, we have to in this season, in this time, it represents the number five, the letter hey. We have to be marrying together the natural world and the physical world. We have to be decreeing and declaring. We have to be. We have to change our thoughts, and we have to have the concept of e equality. Uh, and, and and we have to infuse and connect the, connect the natural and the physical world together. And all that stuff uh, is, uh, uh, is is important for us to do and be immersed in the Word of God, reading the Word of God, uh, meditating upon the Word of God. All of that is super important in this time and in this season. And we also have the re responsibility. Uh, with the power that has been given to us uh, uh, to, to, to be watchmen and to discern what's going on uh, so that we can correctly apply what's going on. So being up on the news cycles, understanding what's taking place in the world and then not being overcome with anxiety about what we're seeing, but rather looking up and continually looking up because the disturbance is designed to look up. So we're continually looking up unto Jesus and then looking up into his word, looking up for information and for insight and for him to give us revelation and for and looking up for him to guide us by way of his Holy Spirit to the text and to his word to then get what we need in terms of the edict to then craft and then design and then speak and decree that edict into the world to change the situations that we're seeing. We have that responsibility to be watchmen and discerning what's going on and to judge what's going on so that we can correctly apply the word of God. So so we are to spend spend this year, this five, seven, eight, three year, which began back in September.
2022, September 25th of 2022. We are to, we, we do, so, so right now we're already a quarter behind, but, to, but to, to acquiesce our mind around the concept of God's word and diving deeper into that and extracting out his truths into that and then bringing forth his truths into this natural world and connecting the natural world to the spiritual world and no longer separating church from state, but infusing church and state together and allowing for church to govern over the state and and to and, and to guide the state or to align for the church to then guide the state. Uh, this also is a is a is a is a concept uh, that makes me think about the fact that we need spiritually infused, godly infused people to be in places of politics and leadership in those realms and in those arenas in which the state is attempting to govern itself. And now the church needs to be a part of that in order to infuse the natural world with the with the spiritual world, so that this natural world can be governed accordingly in the way that it needs to be governed. It has to. Be be, uh, be guided from the spiritual context and from the spiritual world. And so that connotes for us to have the, to have to have one foot into that space, uh, and into that time and into that seat, into that arena of, um, politics and local government, national government, uh, ambassadors, uh, councilmen and women, mayors, uh, senators, house of representatives, having people who are focused on that. And then also praying that the people who are in those positions as of right now, fix their eyes upon Jesus, uh, uh, and, and look up to him for guidance and for information and for insight on how to craft legislation and to how to do things and to make decisions that are necessary to be made so that we can live quiet and peaceable lives uh, in this in this land in this natural land. Okay, so all of that is a concept uh, that's it's, it's infused into uh, into this particular uh, space and into this time and into this season into this year. Uh, the number five seven eight three uh, and, and and so um, it's a, it's an aspect of our lives that we need to govern ourselves around so uh, as we move forward uh, in this year um, as we continually moving forward these are things that need to be on our hearts and on our minds and so um, as we close out um, I want to give the opportunity for those who haven't looked up to Jesus for those who haven't put their put their faith in Jesus, who haven't put their minds uh, uh, and their focus upon Jesus, and then even for those that have done it but they've moved away, they have they have they need to rekindle, they need to restructure, they need to re repent, and they need to turn back and refocus upon who Jesus is. I want to give this time and this space um, to be able to um, uh, 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 pray. Uh, for those individuals and, and, and for those people uh, as well. And so uh, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, uh, this is a prefer perfect time to do that. Um, right here, whether you're at the start of this Hebrew calendar or you're at the head of the year in terms of Rosh Hashanah, or you're right here at the top of the Gregorian calendar, wherever you are, the fact that you're listening to that and you have the ability to hear this, uh, it means you have a moment to make a decision. And that moment, I'm telling you, uh, I'm giving you the answer to the question, is you need to make the decision for Jesus Christ. You need to put your hands and put your hand in his hand, put your hands in his hands. You need to put your life in his hands. You need to turn your focus upon him. You need to look up to him 
uh, in order to uh, uh, to rekindle and to reconnect back with him as we were in the very beginning. And so how do we do that? Well, the scriptures are clear on how we do that. If we confess with our mouths, we believe confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that he, that he is risen from the dead, we shall be saved. What are we confessing with our mouths? Who Jesus is, that he, that, that he is our Lord, he is our savior, he is the one who gave himself uh, up as a ransom for us. He, he took upon himself uh, other penalties that were justly due to you and me. He took them upon himself and he died upon the, upon the cross and confessing that. And then, and then also believing that when he died, he, uh, he rose from the dead. Uh, believe in the fact that he died and rose from the dead and that dying and raising from the dead constitutes new life for us. And so believing those things, uh, confessing with your mouth who Jesus Christ is and believing in your heart that he died and, and, and he died and he rose from the dead constitutes salvation. And so that's what Jesus wants for us um, to look up to him and understand what he's done, understand who he is, understand the sacrifice that he has made and what that sacrifice has then rendered unto us. And then believing that and confessing that uh, and then upon and, and then taking it a step further after you have made this confession that you've made and believing in your heart, taking it a step further, taking it a step further with a public declaration of what Jesus has done for us and go and 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 join a local expression, a local body uh, of, of uh, a local worship center in your area and be baptized. That's a, that's an outward expression of an inward conviction. Uh, uh, of, of a decision that you that you have made and so uh, with that I just want to pray uh, for you uh, as we move forward that you make the right decision Father God I, I, I believe I presented to them that which you wanted me to present it uh, in to present in this um, in this particular podcast uh, and I'm praying father that for those individuals who have not put their faith in you that they make the de- decision at this moment that they will confess in their about their mouths who you are, and they'll believe in their hearts that you raised you were, you rose from the dead, and upon that uh, that confession, upon that belief, they are saved. And so I'm praying that they make the right decision right now, that they bow their knees and turn their lives to you, humbling themselves up under your mighty hand, um, that you uh, w- would exalt them in due season. I'm praying for those as well, Father, who have fallen out. Uh, of of uh, who moved away, or who maybe even backslid and moved away from the faith, uh, or who have, or who just need to refocus. I'm just praying that they take the time and the moment now, uh, in this season, in this time, not to make a resolution, but to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit, uh, who's pricking them in their hearts and in their minds, and that they make a decision to repent and turn back and to turn their focus upon who you are and put in their hands and in our, and put in their hands in your hands and their lives in your hands that you can do with them what you want to do that you can advance your kingdom in the earth i thank you father for the opportunity to even share now this word and it's governing me as well so i'm not i'm not devoid of this as simply teaching or the teacher but i am the i am not only the teacher but i'm also the pupil listening and learning myself as I go forward. And so with all of us being connected together in unity, let us go forward in this season, plowing and sowing your seed and then just preparing the field in which you reign upon to bring harvest and lives coming into the kingdom. We give you the honor, the praise and the glory for it all in Jesus name. Amen.